Welcome to the Westland Free Methodist Church podcast, where we're uniting with Jesus to restore lives to joy-filled wholeness. If this is your first time to join us or your 10th time, we're glad to have you. If you believe in Jesus or you don't, we're excited you're joining us. If you're living into joy-filled wholeness or you're not, this is the place for you. Hello, everyone. Glad to have you with us today for our podcast. Glad to have a guest that none of you know at all, ever, Who is in the history guy? of the world. Uh, this is Pastor Andy's with us today, and I'm excited to have him share a little bit about uh, some stories, particularly hmm. relating to Edificando Vidas, uh, which is a kingdom collaboration that we're starting. Hmm. Um, for those who aren't aware, I'll let him give more of the details. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this every time for the first six or eight podcasts so that it's in your head, or if you're a first-time listener, you've heard this before. We usually try to hit at about three of four primary things each time we get together. We have some sort of a testimony time usually. Uh, um, we talk about being mobilized for the mission, like we, what's one way we're being mobilized. Uh, tools for transformation, maybe a tool for your walk with Jesus. Uh, to share the gospel, to spend time in the Word, for prayer time, pursuing God, whatever that looks like. And then possibly a weekly word, getting into Scripture. Maybe it's a question somebody had um, that about a Scripture from Sunday morning or another Scripture they've talked about. So we do not, we rarely get to all four of those <laughs> because it's usually more of a, hey, we want to give the Spirit time to speak, but we don't want to drone on for hours and we want you to be able to uh, benefit from this for what the Lord wants to speak to you today. So we're just going to kind of have that as a framework, and if we get through two of those, great. If we get through three, awesome. We'll just see where it goes. But today, I'm going to start with kind of a testimony, and this is less your testimony, more Ryan's testimony oh, somewhat okay. yeah. in regards to being mobilized for the mission um, and just seeing what it looks like to be mobilized in everyday life and what God can do with that. So will yeah. you just share with us, mainly because I don't know it well, and you are you know Ryan better, some of the story of how we got partnered with Edificando Vidas. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Uh, yeah, so this is more Ryan's testimony, but it's definitely an example of listening to the Spirit in everyday life. Um, so many of you have heard about Edificando Vidas. Some of you were here at the service, and um, you know, you've heard us talking about it, but all of that didn't even start with with our church. It started with Pastor Ryan, uh, who's a pastor at the Dearborn Free Methodist Church. Um, and it started through him just having an everyday experience of life. And uh, so he was at his son's, it was either a basketball game or basketball practice, and was just watching from the stands, you know. So, uh, and he saw this tall gentleman <laughs> sitting a couple of bleachers over. Pastor Danny, guys, is like 6'10". He's, he's tall. And, uh, and he saw this person he didn't know from a distance and just felt the spirit prompting him to go have a conversation and, and struck up a conversation with with Pastor Danny. Didn't know he was a pastor at the time, but their sons found out their sons played on the same basketball team. And uh, that just started conversation about finding out, hey, we're both pastors. Uh, they both live in Dearborn and uh, they both had a kingdom heart and a kingdom mindset for how can we reach people in our community and how maybe even can we work together for that. So they met at a basketball game, and, and I know now with three kids of my own, it can be daunting to think about, okay, how does all of this fit in to life schedule? How do we live on mission with Jesus? How do we intentionally do that when there's practices and there's all of these things we have on our schedule that 
aren't even necessarily ours personally, but our family responsibilities or different responsibilities. And so I love that this was all started uh, at a basketball practice or a basketball game. Like he was being a father to his kid and, and found a moment that the Holy Spirit opened for a conversation that I then got brought into um, because uh, finding out through conversation, Pastor Danny and Edda Facando Vidas, they've been praying for about three or four years. They've even prayer driven in the Westland area, done prayer drives, um, prayer drives, just sitting in a car and driving around the community and praying, God, we feel like you want something here for Spanish speaking families, but we don't have a place. We don't have a place for that to happen. And a couple of years ago, um, I and, and Pastor Bob and I think some of our leadership team even had the idea of what if we had a second language service uh, at our church? And, you know, seeing that the, the second most common language spoken as a primary language in the household in our community was Spanish. And so we're like, okay, but we didn't have anybody to lead it. <laughs> Nobody spoke good Spanish, certainly not enough I'll, to lead it. <laughs> I won't take offense at that. You weren't here yet. I you think I speak yet. about eight words in Spanish. Thank you. But those Don't eight words, Calabano. those eight words are really spoken well. Right, right. <laughs> yes. And and so it's just this beautiful thing that here are two churches and, and they're based out of Southwest Detroit, Michigan Avenue. And uh, here we are in Westland and two churches who have been praying for a couple of years about what would this look like, God? And if either one of us had pushed on our own you know, push this as kind of our own agenda or our own thing. Like it could have fallen flat on its face before anything even got a chance to take off. Um, and so now we've had these conversations. Pastor Danny and I have uh, gotten to know each other better. You've been a part of these conversations. Mm -hmm. Pastor Bob's been a part of these conversations. And uh, we've had times of, of prayer back in these conversations with Pastor Danny and Edificando Vida started back in January of this year. Uh, and we had a prayer day where leaders from both churches came together. Uh, we even had a former Free Methodist bishop. Just there are so many crazy connections who knew Danny from back in his college days at Spring Arbor like 30 years ago. And uh, we had a day of prayer and just seeking the Lord uh, together. And here we are now in, in September having our first of three come and see events uh, for people to, to just find out what is all of this about and uh, realizing, you know, there is not really a place for our Spanish-speaking neighbors to gather for worship, to gather to hear the good news of Jesus, and uh, just excited for what God's doing and what he wants to do through that. So. You know, hearing the story, one of my favorite parts, and I think I've shared this with you before, I know I shared it with Ryan the first time I heard it, was saying, you know what? It's not supposed to be complicated. This like <laughs> following Jesus and oh, listening goodness. to the Spirit thing. Yeah. It's like, you were at a game and you feel the spirit because you're opening. You're mm -hmm. you're open to it. You're not yeah. so focused. Um, no offense to anyone with kids who gets <laughs> into the games. I was a basketball player for a long time. Uh, but it's one thing to cheer for your kid. It's another thing to think they're going to be the next Michael Jordan when they're 10 years old. Like it's, the, the odds are astronomically against them. Sorry to, to burst your bubble. Uh, it's a possibility. But really being able to cheer for them and also listen, what I call dual listening, yeah. listen to the Holy Spirit, but also listen to other people in the moment. Yeah. And maybe you feel the Spirit prick something. You're like, huh, I'm just going to respond to that. Yeah. 
And I mean, what's stemming from that is, you know, our first come and see event had 80 to 100 people. And who knows how many of the next few will or what's going to stem from that. We don't know right. the eternal fruit or the, the immediate fruit even, but something's stirring and it is something God's been working on for years. And Ryan just got to be a little part of it. Yep. So that's part of a, that's a testimony, but also a way for others to be mobilized. So they, Hey, when you're at a kid's game or when you're at the grocery store or wherever you're at, it's not something that you have to like close your eyes and be like, okay, Holy spirit, I want you to speak to me right now while I'm trying to buy more syrup, yeah. you know, like no but it's opening your heart and mind constantly inviting jesus into the everyday mm -hmm. to where you're so in tune you don't have to have mm -hmm. this intentional set apart in that space time but you're just listening and you've learned to hear his voice to where you can respond to the small things like hey i think i'm supposed to go talk, talk to that mm -hmm. seven foot guy over there absolutely <laughs> so yeah. that's really beautiful to me can i just share a piece of my oh, personal absolutely. testimony in the midst of this too i feel like the spirit Holy Spirit stretching me um, as a leader in the midst of this as well. I'm somebody who likes things planned out. I like plans. I like the strategies. And I, I like to have it figured out before even starting something. Like, how is this all, what is this all going to look like? Which is, it's good on one hand, but also I'm realizing does not always leave room for the Spirit <laughs> to do what the Spirit wants to do. And so in this process, you know, I've had lots of questions. Danny... Danny's a little bit more of the, let's go for it, you know, kind of, and I'm more of the analytical, well, hey, we, we got to think about these things and we got to process these things first. And so that's been a little bit, Danny was a little bit annoyed at times with, you know, feeling like, no, 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 wait, 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 on my part. And then at times I can get a little bit annoyed too, like, yes, yes, but what about this question? You so know, the iron sharpening iron. Yeah, the iron <laughs> sharpening iron. And then, uh, you know, I've, I've just seen the Holy Spirit throughout this process confirm again and again, yes, I'm in this. Um, yes, I'm in this. And so it's been an opportunity for me to listen to the Spirit as well, even realizing a growth edge for me as a, as a leader. Um, and the Holy Spirit lovingly saying, I know your questions aren't fully answered yet. Trust me, I'm in this. Hey, so. You didn't even know what the Lord put on my heart as a tool for transformation. I wrote it down here. <laughs> But that's a perfect, almost segue uh, to exactly what the Lord put on my heart. Because I wanted to share with you guys a tool, guys and girls, you all. If we're in Texas, y'all, that's where I'm from. Um, a tool, and it's exactly with what you're getting at when it comes to stretching and listening to the Holy Spirit. But it's really more, I've encouraged people, how do you get to where you can listen for the big things and the things that when it comes to leading a church or... Yeah. When it comes to starting up a new fresh expression or dinner church or a new uh, different language service well part of that is learning how to listen in the small things and the more you listen in the small things it's easier to mm -hmm. listen on the big things Absolutely. so i i wrote down specifically invite jesus into the smallest things so here's a couple examples uh when you maybe you need to get new shoes i shared this a story like this a few weeks ago but and you ask jesus Jesus, do you want me to buy new shoes right now? Do you want to surprise me with some new shoes in some cool Jesus way? Or if you do want me to buy shoes, I kind of put on my heart where you want me to go shop for them. Not, not my preference. I want to be surrendered to you. And you may not get an immediate answer. Just say, cool, I'm not going to rush this. 
I, I had holes in my shoes, literally, just <laughs> two months ago. Holes in my shoes. And I'm asking Jesus, do you want me to get new shoes or not? And I didn't feel like I was supposed to just rush to get them yet. So I was like, okay. And then I won't give you all the details, but the Lord ends up through a cool way. I get a free brand new pair of shoes. I'm like, okay, Jesus. Um, I wasn't looking for that. And it's not a question of, okay, Jesus, give me this. It's not a, it's just inviting him into the small things, inviting him into eating or going out to eat. There's times with our kids that we'll say, okay, uh, where do y'all want to go out to eat? It's like, hey, do you think, can we just pray and make sure if that's somewhere Jesus wants us to go today? Maybe he has a specific thing. Maybe he doesn't care right now. Maybe he's like, yeah, I want you to have the freedom to, to go where I want. But sometimes Jesus will press on your heart. I actually want us to go here. And you go, whether it's with your family or right. friends, and then you end up having a cool Jesus conversation, right. uh, not because you planned it or you had planned this great speech or structured or some control, what you're talking about, but because you just invited Jesus into the small things. Uh, everything from walking in a neighborhood or where you're driving, the route you take. I've actually done that numerous times where I invite Jesus. Hey, I know i got to go here for a meeting. Is there a certain way you want me to go? Um, and I haven't had this experience yet in Michigan, but in Texas, there were multiple times where I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to go this route. And I would come across somebody and end up getting to have, give a ride or serve them or share Jesus. I was like, okay, just inviting him into the route he wants me to take at times. Uh, that's not forceful. And it's just the same way in a marriage, because mm -hmm. we're the bride of Christ in a marriage where you talk with your spouse and you invite them into the small things. Now, there are a handful of things that you probably don't talk to Ashley about, like, right. hey, Ashley, should I brush my teeth? I mean, there's some things that are kind, of, say com yes. kind of common sense. For longer. And there are some things that were, I, generally speaking, I, Jesus, I don't think he's going to be mad at you, but he's like, yeah, I want you to take care of your body. Yeah, you need to brush your teeth or whatever it is. But a lot of things, like where you go to eat, What's your day's going to look like? You invite your spouse into those, or at least let them know what's going on. So why don't we do that with Jesus? And the more you do that in small things, the more you'll be able to hear God in the bigger things, and he'll push you. But it's all about that letting go of control stuff. Yeah. Um, but control has a good space. Sure. Like God has given us mm -hmm. that ability and to be structured and be organized. Yeah. He brings order out of chaos at the very beginning of Genesis but inviting him into our everyday life where he's more in control than we are mm -hmm. is a very um, life-giving thing that it's a very big tool for being able to hear from the Lord more and more in the everyday. As you're talking about that tool, Jason, it just kind of hit me, you know, there have been times in my life where I'm like, yeah, maybe God just doesn't care about this. <laughs> like this is, this is too small. You know, it's, this isn't a big thing. So I don't know if anybody else struggles with that, but it also hit me like, Hunter began kindergarten this year. And uh, so when he comes home, when he's getting ready to start his day, even like there are things we talk about, you know, hey, this is happening in your day today. You know, how can how can we do how can we do good at this? Um, how can you do good at this? How can we be praying for you as you're going into your day? And then when he comes home, like we have things we want. To, it's not like, hey, Hunter, you know, go chill out. You know, <laughs> there are things that we ask him like, hey, how did this go? How did it go? And it's like, that's not a burden as a parent. That is something we love. That, that helps us feel connected to Hunter and feel like, hey, we're not just sending you off to pre or sending you off to kindergarten. We want to know how's it going. We want to know how's your day. You know, what friends did you make today? 
what did you learn about? You know, how did your specials go at gym or at art? You know, what was that like? And it's, it brings us joy as a parent to hear the good things. And when there are things that aren't so good, it's an opportunity to say, hey, Hunter, let's pray about how maybe Jesus wants us to do this differently mm -hmm. next time. And that's a joy as a parent. And I think sometimes we feel like inviting Jesus into these areas and every area of our life is like a burden to Jesus. And it's like, no, this is something it's like, a yeah. loving Heavenly Father loves to be a part of our life. Yeah. And now that may say more about me as a parent if I'm like, you know what? I really don't want my... Because there's... I'm going to confession moment before we, we get near the end today. <laughs> there are times... When maybe one of my kids says to me, hey, uh, what do you think about this? Maybe it's something they're wearing or whatever. And at the moment, I really just don't care. <laughs> I'm just being honest, there's times where I'm like, either one of those looks good. Just just pick one. Yeah. Um, I think that says more about me, but that's not the heart of God. He's like, I want to be a part of that. And it, it's not that he, there's times he may say, you pick which one you want. But thank you for inviting me in. Hmm. Thank you for just letting yes. me be part of the conversation. It develops that yeah. intimacy and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So the more you do that as a practical tool in everyday life, the more over time hmm. you'll learn to hear what God's voice is and what is not. Hmm. And then you'll be able to respond more in everyday life. And then who knows what comes from it, yeah. uh, whether it's something kingdom-wise for a local congregation or a new Spanish-speaking congregation mm -hmm. or something in you, or maybe multiple people start to be led to Christ from the kingdom fruit of you just hearing hearing the Lord and responding in the everyday life. Um, well, uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up just as a final question for you, All just, right. and I like putting people on the spot, oh, and boy. You're, you're good at this kind of stuff. So if you had to have one scripture for you, and I know as a pastor, this is a hard thing. To, one scripture, you're like this. I'll let you, I'll give you a two, yeah. two, two. You can give two different one okay. a different answer. Either is like speaks the most to me, just a scripture passage in this season of life, or this scripture passage that speaks the most about the character of God as I understand and experience Him. Hmm. So you can pick one of those two. What would it be? So I don't. Interesting. I don't know if this is. I'll go to one of my favorite Psalms, um, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Uh, he watches over you, neither sleeps nor slumbers. And um, I don't know why that came to my mind. I don't know that that's necessarily the one that I would I would answer on a different day is, is the most. But uh, it's one that I go to often, even when I'm, you know, visiting somebody in a hospital or, you know, uh, it's, it's a scripture passage that I think when the, when the cares of the world feel like they're so much, um, or we're facing something that's daunting, you know, we are, we are prone to look at the situation and the circumstances. That's what we're drawn to. And that's what can bring the anxiety and that's what can bring the stress. And I love that Psalm and it has helped me at so many different times. Um, whether it's family uh, stress or life stress or church stress or whatever it may be, you know, I lift my eyes to the hills. I lift my eyes to a higher plane than what I can, than what I'm naturally looking at. You know, there is, God is there and, and I need sleep and I need rest. 
And it reminds me, God is different than, than me. He is the one who watches over everything. Kind of like we talked about a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago in Colossians. He's yeah. got the whole world in his hand. And that is such a, it brings me personal peace. Like, okay, I don't need to figure this out. I don't need to do all of this. I, and you know what? I can't even be the one to make this stress dissipate. But I can lift my eyes to the one who can. And uh, so. There, there's this. So pastors don't know every scripture by heart, for no, the record. No, we don't. Um, you know, you <laughs> Google's may, very helpful. <laughs> the, the passage where Elijah's sitting there and his servant comes to him and says like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the armies of, I think Ahab are, are <laughs> yeah. coming after us. And he goes out and he says, oh, look again. You remember that mm, I've kind of, yeah. and he looks again, yeah. and you see the armies of God there, the angels, oh, angel armies. Yeah. Mm. And I once heard a sermon. She was like, I wonder what Elijah said to the sermon, to the servant, when the servant came in. Like, I think he said, "Hey, go take a second look." Sometimes we need to take a second look. Where does our help come from? Sometimes we look around us, and it doesn't feel like there's any help, or it feels like we're lost. And we're like, "No, no, no." Tune your ear to the Holy Spirit and look again. Mm. Look again. And what was been, has been there all along, yeah. but you didn't have the eyes to see, mm. maybe because of the world was pressing in on you or the world was pressing in on me. So I think that ties nicely the scripture with everything we've talked about today in regards to sometimes mm. the more we learn to tune our ear to the Holy Spirit, the more we can actually say, hey, we need to take a second look. Where's Jesus in this? Yeah. All of a sudden, you look to the hills. And, oh, he's been there all along. Yeah. you know, in a very beautiful way. So, well, thank you for joining us. Glad to have Glad you. To. Um, yes. I'm loving working with you and with everyone on the leadership team and staff here at Westland. It's a gift to be here. Thank it's you everyone you. who's listening for joining us today. Uh, we will catch up with you next time. Here at Westland Free Methodist Church, we are led by the Spirit, rooted in the Word, mobilized for the mission, committed to our neighbors, and bonded through holy friendship. If you have questions about Jesus or our community of faith, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to get in touch with you. For everyone else here, we reiterate the same thing that Jesus told his disciples. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, this world needs you. You are sent.